Want to become successful in your personal and professional life? Learn the secrets of success, how to build atomic habits for improved productivity and develop a growth mindset with me, your mindset and success coach, Omar Qadri, and my fabulous guests that range from CEOs, entrepreneurs, life coaches, sports coaches, international sports athletes, and researchers right here on your favorite show called The Secrets of Greatness. Great. Awesome. Let's get started. I am so, so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Luki, for being on my show, which is called The Secrets of Greatness. Let me give all of you guys a very fantastic introduction of Luki. He's a wonderful, wonderful human being, very, very helpful. And, um, you know, just a quick background about him and I, we connected through uh, a mutual friend a um, couple of months ago. And there was an instant, uh, instant connection because a lot of our goals were very, very similar and very aligned. And it's really exciting for me that today, Luki, you, you, you agreed to do this show, to get show with me. And uh, this is our first collaboration in a way you can say it, right? Sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. So to tell you guys a little bit more about Luki, Luki is Toronto's youth career coach. Um, and his goal is to make Toronto the mentorship capital of the world. One of his other goal is to elevate education through soft skills and to positively impact a billion people. That is a phenomenal goal. Luki is actually a former management consultant and a campus recruiting lead with a background in computer science. He also is an author of a book called Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, which is a book that I will highly recommend to you guys. He's also an educator and a startup advisor. Oh my God, that's, that's like you're, you're wearing so many different hats, Luki. That must be really, uh, uh, that must be overwhelming or exciting. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, so for, first of all, thank you so much for in inviting me on uh, on your show and uh, even though it's called secrets of greatness i, I kind of wonder like why i've been invited here so <laughs> um i i don't think any of that as as more than um just just some things that i've done and and obviously some people have these perceptions of kind of greatness and grandeur but uh, a little bit is just kind of a incremental step-by-step -step, uh, type of activities that have gone and and uh improved and and hopefully get better and better over time and hopefully just the start of a whole bunch of other things that that, that will get even better uh as, as we go through this so uh, i'm excited to be on and, and share some some insights and hopefully the, the the stuff i wish i knew earlier with other folks that that are listening in then uh, yeah so happy to be on thanks so much omar for oh, having me no you you do point out as something very interesting and something i truly believe in and this is something i impart on the students that uh, and young professionals that I work with that getting to that top level like what however way each person defines greatness or success right it's always an iterative process as you said it's like baby steps right and I think you uh, one of the key reasons you asked me like wh why you're here I think to me you, you you're you're a fantastic person to gain those insights because you too have done your research and your studies and your you have so much of a plethora of experience, wealth of experience that you can share with with the world, with the with the young professionals that they can utilize and pick on those insights and implement it in their lives to make those gradual baby steps, as you said, right? So that's that's the whole purpose behind this entire series. 
So yeah. well, thanks for having me on. Most welcome, my friend. Okay, so first question to you is on decision making, making difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that a lot of us, we uh, especially the younger generation, everyone um, in, 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 the, in whatever aspect of life and whatever phase of their life they're in, everyone at some point of their life will be faced with a, uh, some sort of like a dilemma or a, the, uh, they will be required to make difficult decisions. And I think a um, couple of years ago, you had to make a very difficult decision. Um, you know, you had spent almost 13 years working uh, at Deloitte, climbing up the, la- the corporate ladder at mm-hmm. uh, the prestigious management consulting firm. And you were basically um, one step away from becoming partner, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, in, in, in other words, that's uh, for those of you who do not know, what does a partner mean? It's almost like a C-level executive at, uh, at, um, um, at uh, the company. And you're so close to that level. And then you suddenly decide to leave and take a risk um, by becoming a career coach. Um, so that must have been a very, very difficult decision, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. can you walk us through, Luki, your mental decision-making process and break down that process for us? Yeah, so uh, it was definitely a difficult decision. I, I still keep in touch with uh, the folks at, at Deloitte. And my, my former partner reminds me that, uh, you know, if you stayed here, you would have been a partner by now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks for reminding me. But, uh, but, but anyway, so, and, and, and you mentioned that the decision was, was sudden. And in, in all honesty, it was anything but, right? If, if you talk to my wife, it was probably years in the making where um, it, it actually took a, a long time. And uh, I, I hemmed and hawed and flipped and flopped so many times. Probably was in the span of uh, like a year or two, right? So essentially what happened was, uh, again, I got into those personal development books. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really what hit it was uh, I was traveling a lot uh, okay. as a consultant, uh, plane Monday morning, back on Thursday, and uh, I would be uh, in the evenings FaceTiming with my wife, and, and, and my kids were growing up uh, over a screen, right? So uh, they were learning to walk and talk, uh, second one on the way, and I was like, oh, well, that's not the type of dad that I want to be. Yeah. So I had conversations uh, with, with folks to say, okay, like, what are the options? So, so the firm was great. They wanted to keep me local, put me on like uh, bank initiatives, because uh, if you work up with one of the banks, then you tend to be around downtown Toronto. Um, but I knew just in, in the sector that I was, the one that I was an expert at, there was going to be uh, travel. So we had a whole bunch of discussions in terms of uh, moving me into more uh, a people-focused uh, role because they uh, saw like the coaching or I kind of let them know that I love this kind of coaching and mentoring type work. Uh, the campus recruiting stuff, could could I play more of a role there? It's like, well, mm-hmm. although I like that, I, I don't know if I'd want to do that full time. Could I do an internal um, role where we're going to help with their professional development uh, process? Right. Yeah, there are certain parts of it that, that I didn't align with. So I, yeah. I uh, said no. There's also the human capital consulting part of it, uh, which they said I could switch to. But it's like, uh, being at kind of the, the senior la- uh, manager level and not really having done any of that work previously, uh, it would be really difficult to, to switch um, there. So um, 
we went through a whole process and um, yeah, so, so we tried to find a fit and then eventually I said, you know what, I was always entrepreneurial. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about opening up the restaurant. Uh, I wanted to do that way before as well. Uh, I wanted to open up a tutoring school for, for whatever reason. I, I thought that I could help kind of teach and uh, yeah, it, it felt right. Like, that to uh, make the, the switch but a lot of people think it's a bit crazy because like family mortgage uh, very lucrative career path and then now going off on your own but the, the kind of two main things that uh, after a lot of reflection and talking to people the two things that really uh, helped me was one is that uh, I, I realized that I will uh, never have any less responsibility than I do now, right? Because <laughs> the kids are growing, they're going to mm. need uh, money for tuition and stuff. And then as, as I move up the ranks, there's going to be more and more things to do. And then two uh, is I'm, I'm never going to have any more energy <laughs> than I mm. do now. Because uh, uh, for those yeah. folks that usually around the 25 year, uh, year old mark, then you, uh, like you have body parts that you didn't know uh, that start hurting and, and uh, like diff- different sort of energy levels. Though I've kind of got myself in, in, in a groove where I, I feel actually I'm, I'm fitter than I was maybe five, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think uh, it's, 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 it's age is a, is a number, um, but definitely, definitely it, it can be an influencing factor. So um, those two, and, and the other one is, is through risk mitigation in the sense that, well, if I went off and did this thing and uh, it was an utter failure, then I could probably go back and get my own job, right? Uh, I mean, the trajectory might be a little bit slower or held back or whatever, but I could probably do that. So there wasn't really as much risk as people thought. Uh, the only thing would be a bruise to my ego in the sense that, oh, this thing failed, right? And you didn't do. And it's like, well, at least I had the experience. Um, right. So it's one of those things where they, they talk about uh, people often don't regret what they did. Uh, they regret what they didn't do. Right. So I didn't want to look back on this moment and say, you know what, what if, right. So sure. I made partner into this, but I never ended up doing this. Um, and who knows, uh, I, I might uh, go back and, and, and as a partner with Deloitte, if, if they, if they invite me to do so. Um, but that's not kind of the, the aspiration because uh, the, the, the titles and stuff are, are, are great. Uh, money is good too, but it's, it's not everything. Right. So a whole bunch of different decisions. Um, so the process itself was figuring out what was important to me, okay. right? Talking to a lot of people and figuring out, well, what do they think? What, what are their perspectives? So I was actually quite collaborative and, and open and vulnerable in my approach mm. to saying like, you know what? Uh, I have no idea what the heck could I, should I do right in, in this whole process um, and took a whole bunch of uh, insights and, and not necessarily did what they said, but said, okay, how does that uh, relate to me? And is that, something that I could apply in my situation or are there circumstances slightly different, right? Right. So I was lucky to have a lot of mentors to be able to kind of guide me through and, and ask a lot of uh, uh, good questions and, and help me kind of uncover different things. And then a lot of reading of books and um, like the ones that, that we talked about yeah. and, and figuring out, okay, where, um, where's my excitement? Um, so I did a process of, of, of journaling, of reflective writing uh, one of the things that I tell folks to do is, is what I call the uh, five two two one, which is basically take five minutes a day, uh, mm-hmm. two minutes writing the, the things that you did today that drained you, like the stuff that's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I, I, if I didn't have to do this ever again, I'd be a happy person, right? Um, then two minutes on what energized you, right? So okay. if you ever got into a state of flow or the things that uh, helped you um, become happy and joyful or whatever throughout the day. And then one minute thinking about how you can 
uh, minimize the first and, and maximize the second, right? Mm. And then after weeks, after months, you start noticing patterns, right? And the pattern that I notice is that, well, and I was doing a um, um, advisory or an implementation or talking to a, a CTO, CFO, or a VP of whatever, it was kind of like, meh, okay, great. Mm. Uh, and when I was having a coffee chat with a new hire on how to be successful in their career, I was like, oh, okay, you want to do this, 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 this. So there was something to that, right? And uh, it, it wasn't automatic at first. And then the other part was to be comfortable with that because, well, you shouldn't be uh, happy with, with kind of helping others in their career. At least uh, the, the typical kind of um, uh, corporate world wants you to kind of always move up and sell, yeah. sell more clients and, and do bigger projects and other stuff versus helping this new hire, right? Like that doesn't seem... Um, that important right? right so it's it's also uh being comfortable that that's okay right uh and and doing that sort of work is something that, that's helpful so uh yeah long answer to short question but essentially it was a uh, a gradual process so it was probably a one two year process and it probably even started before that but that's when i really focused the um the, the efforts and a lot of conversations uh, a lot of reflection a lot of reading uh went into that and then uh, actually getting to the point where uh, would I be comfortable with this decision that I was going to make, right? right. Um, so everyone's going to have different circumstances, but that's uh, the, the approach that, that I took. And, and so far, so good, right? There's a lot of things that I would do differently yeah. <laughs> along the way, but uh, that's, that's, that's a different question. <laughs> that's, uh, no, that's amazing. Like, I mean, the way you actually broke it down, it, uh, it, it, it does give a lot of insight into your brain, into your thinking. And clearly, it's, it is a very introspective. It, it, there is a lot of introspection involved. You know, you spoke about, I think one of the key things you spoke about, like as the first step, is to get to understand yourself by and, 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 and do that reflection, but also talk to people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, be in, in, a collaborative, um, in a collaborative approach and be vulnerable. You use that word, uh, be vulnerable. And I think that's very important. A lot of uh, a lot of the youth, a lot of the kids that uh, perhaps even you work with and I work with, um, they they are not that comfortable in sharing and being vulnerable because there is that sort of like ego. I don't want to show that I'm weak or something of that sort or whatever is going through their head, and that creates um, a cover like a artificial layer on top, which doesn't really allow you to sprout up and go beyond. Uh, you know, and, and, and achieve your potential. So that's really important. And the second piece, I think uh, that anybody who's watching, you should definitely write down and perhaps start practicing is the journaling piece that Luki spoke about, the 5221, correct? Mm-hmm. Luki, that's yeah. the one, right? Yeah. Like to, and, and the benefit of that type of journaling, especially if you go back and look at how what, uh, go back to your journal and see what you have been writing, it, the beauty of it, it comes out like you understand your own self better and you find out your own true strengths and weaknesses and what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. And using that knowledge is so powerful because then you can actually make those more, uh, make those informed decisions that are more aligned with your true natural inclinations. Um, my second question uh, to you is again a little bit more broader, but hopefully it also gives us an understanding of uh, your thinking. Um, 
I want to revisit the young blue key, right? X number of years ago. I'm not going to say your age over here. Don't worry about that. But X number of years ago when you were young and you were entering uh, Deloitte as a young consultant or an analyst. And, uh, you know, at that point, what was your perspective of what success meant to you at that point? And how has that definition for that perspective of success changed today? Sure. So to, to age me, which, which is fine. I don't care about uh, sharing all that, but uh, I graduated in a time when uh, like the, the, the um, 9-11 just happened uh, a year before uh, the dot-com bubble burst and yeah. coming from a computer science background was not great. And, and SARS was basically on, on the way. So uh, like uh, right now it's kind of all three at the same time. But uh, I, I mean, it was one where to, to even have a job, uh, I, I was thankful for, right? Because a yeah. lot of folks that graduated in the same year, they didn't even have the, the yeah. luxury of, of a job, right? So uh, I, I was uh, t- I took a job at a company that uh, I had not really known about because uh, if you're in tech, you know, like uh, Microsoft and IBM yep. and, and, and all those those folks like that, uh, Deloitte was an accounting company. I was like, okay. And then I, I found out this world of consulting. Oh, that sounds interesting. And I got into that. So uh, success at that point was, was one getting a job. So yeah, I was successful in, in that sense. So, so the bar wasn't that high, but uh, with, with many folks um, in, in, in my culture and different cultures, it's the um, climbing up the corporate ladder, right? Getting the titles, um, yes. doing kind of work for a fortune 500 and, and, and big name clients, that sort of thing. Um, and, and, uh, doing that. So that was kind of the, the, the part of success that was, um, in my world. And, uh, in terms of changing t- today, uh, yeah. So that, that is one version of success. Uh, it's not necessarily my version of success and my version of success is, is impact, right. To say mm-hmm. how many people, uh, would be able to, to, to come to me like when I'm later in, in my life or um, on my deathbed at my funeral and say like, Luki, you actually had an impact on my life, right? right. Uh, so that's kind of my uh, definition of success there. It's, it's kind of that, that impact. And, and also um, the fact that I, I'm doing it on, on my own terms, right? So it's, it's me being able to make the choices and, and pursuing these different goals, all these different initiatives that I'm starting um, and, and realizing that, well, I, I can do that, right? I never right. thought I'd write a book, but I did, right. right? I never thought I'd write a, do a podcast. Well, podcasts didn't even exist <laughs> during that time, uh, but it would be like a radio show or whatever, yeah. uh, like YouTube videos and stuff of that, right? Uh, I, I didn't think I'd be on camera because I was like a shy, introverted kid, right? Um, but I realized that uh, I was holding myself back, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and some of these things, it's, it's, a, it's a who cares if I look foolish there um like i all those kids who have kind of imposter syndrome or or the, the fomo factor the fear of missing yeah. out or whatever all these different things that people wrestle with uh it, they're real right yeah. um but at the same time they're just imagined in their head right um so it's a matter of, of getting through that and realizing that uh really you're the one holding back your uh success because that's how the system was created right so uh, like the, the, the school system and everything else has been um, created to kind of help usher you through, but not necessarily get you to, to your, your full potential, right? right. Uh, and there's all sorts of reasons why. 
Um, so it's, it's allowing people to, to understand that um, success is, is individual and, and different, right? So titles are great for some people. Yeah. Money is great for some people. Um, they're, they're great motivators. Yeah. Uh, but it could be impact. It could be experiences. It could be whatever. And then it could change, right? When I was younger, yeah, I wanted more money, right? I wanted um, like a condo and a fancy car and all that yeah. sort of stuff. I wanted that stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, after I, I had kids, right? It's like, yeah, I, I, I still need a bigger house. I still need all this sort of stuff, right? The mm. fancy car, not so much because I didn't want to get it dirty, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, then, then realizing like, but to what end? Like, do I need a bigger house and a bigger car and a whatever thing? Uh, it's just going to be kind of keeping up with the Joneses type of thing, yeah. which realize that the, the why, right? I would rather have experiences. I would rather uh, travel and, and, and experience new things. I would try new foods. I, I would rather spend my time doing that or, or learning and sharing that mm. with, with other people. Right? So figuring out what's, what's important to you um, and measuring success for you, not necessarily success for those around you. And that's, that's a hard thing to do, uh, especially when you're younger and um, you, you're not aware of all the things that happen in the world right. um, and and I, I encourage folks to get off what I call the uh, conveyor belt of life yeah. <laughs> which is kind of like go to school get a degree get a job get married have kids and get a house in the suburbs or whatever and then you retire and then is that it <laughs> is, is that, that it exactly is that, is that life right so yeah. and for many people if that's what you're happy with and comfortable with awesome absolutely right yeah um, but if you're sitting there uh, kind of wondering or complaining or whatever like why not try something else life is long um and 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 you have all these different people around you that could probably help and different resources that could yeah. probably help and uh especially um like where i am i, I live in canada right? yeah. <laughs> very privileged position to be in right versus exactly. how many people in in developing nations and third world countries that don't even have uh, a hint of the same uh, opportunities or, or luxuries that, that I have. So being grateful for, for all the stuff that I have too. Right. So, yeah. Right. So there's a lot of stuff in there, but uh, yeah, my, my view of the success was pretty traditional in terms of like money and title and stuff of like that, but it's changed and focused more on, on, on impact is, is, is right. uh, what, what I would say it, it's more focused on. Right. Money is nice. Um, but it's, it's one where once I have a roof over my head and, and food on the table and, and the kids are taken care of, like that's all I really need. Right. right. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, that's, that's very important. I think especially for our, uh, younger generation to realize that, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's the materialistic aspect of success, the titles, the money, the house, the condos, the cars, and then there's the impact aspect, like, and, and, and it's absolutely fair uh, regardless of which one you want, there's no right or wrong answer. Mm -hmm. But having that, what you said earlier, having that self-awareness of what exactly is that, that you want that will actually make you happy, which will actually make you feel fulfilled in life, right? And you will get joy out of following that particular path. And having that um, understanding early on could be very difficult. But again, going back to your previous answer, that those journaling, those reading of those, those books, reflecting and being vulnerable um, and opening up to your mentors and coaches or close friends, like those actionable items really, really help you discover who you really are so that you can have a better definition of your own success. You and I have also, you and I have also spoken about um, reforming the education space, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we both have found our own 
um, uh, flaws in the education system. Um, share with us briefly, if you may, um, what your vision is of that perfect education system um, and why you believe that that system is better than what we have today. Well, I don't know if I can call it perfect because it'll be <laughs> constantly evolving, Absolutely. but it'll be at least an improvement. And um, uh, I'm, I'm a proponent of uh, kind of uh, Sal Khan's vision. So he, he started Khan Academy and uh, more on the, the um, premise of, of mastery learning, right? Yeah. So right now the current system pushes you forward based on age, yep. right? Um, his, his book, he talks about like the Prussian model. And if you are whatever, eight years old, nine years old, whatever, you progress at the same point. Right. Um, but the thing is like everybody learns differently, right? Um, um, and, and, and the other challenge is that uh, you move forward if you pass, right? 50%, 70%, whatever it is. Uh, but you go through whatever grade two uh, math and you get a 70%, even if you get a, a 90, 95%, right? You move forward to the next one. But imagine uh, doing other things in life like that. So let, let's pretend building your house, right? Yeah. You build your foundation and it's 95% good, right? And then you build your first floor and it's 95% good. And you build the third floor and it's 95% good, right? And you build this like 10 story, well, it's, it's kind of a, uh, whatever, 16 story building. Yeah. And each of them are kind of 95% good, which, I mean, if you're 95% in the school system, you're doing well, right? Yeah. Imagine doing it with 50% good or 70% good or whatever. Like, why are you, we building on these, these shoddy foundations, Absolutely, right? Yeah. And, and no wonder uh, there's such a collapse kind of in, in the post-secondary or, or secondary system. Uh, that's kind of the flaw, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, my, my version where, um, well, I don't know if it's going to be the correct one. There's going to be part of that flipped model, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's not the professor, the teacher talking about stuff, uh, and then you take it home to do it on your own you uh, watch the stuff and you consume the content on your own, then you, you leverage the professor and the teacher to ask uh, about questions. So it's going to be right. some version of that. Um, I'm actually starting a uh, youth success academy, which is oh. going to be follow that, that, that premise where uh, right now um, the, the pilot sessions, I'm kind of uh, recording the sessions and building the content. But then in future sessions, people will just watch that content. Uh, and instead of being whatever, an hour and a half of me uh, doing whatever you'll have, whatever 10 10 minute segments and then you'll have like a half an hour with with the class to actually talk about what didn't make sense how are you going to apply it how do you mm. relate this topic to, to to that topic and actually implement it into your life and then uh, hold each other accountable so did you do it this week did you do it this month did you do it next week next month right those sorts of things so um I don't, I don't know yet what this perfect system will be because the other part is it's going to be scale but i feel it's going to be um picking things like the, uh, the, the Khan Academy type system. Yeah. Uh, another uh, gentleman that, that I'm uh, connected with is uh, uh, Danny Forrest, who is a lifelong learner. So him and, and like Scott Young and, and, and Josh Kaufman and stuff, they talk about how uh, learning uh, can be done instead of the, the, the 10,000 hour rule that most people know of becoming world class. You can actually learn a lot of things uh, in uh, 20 hours of deliberate practice. And if you look mm -hmm. at the the learning curve, when you're good enough, it's kind of after those 20, 20 hours, right? Uh, now you have to understand like concepts and facts and stuff and then proceduralize it. Uh, but that's the actual practice of, of doing it. Uh, probably shouldn't take you four years <laughs> in order to, to figure that. So uh, oftentimes they do it for things like um, language learning or, or, or a dance or learning how to code and, and stuff of like that. But uh, I, I'm trying to figure out, well, could, could you do that for uh, accounting? 
for um, for finance, for marketing, for um, for for chemistry, for for physics, for engineering, and all that stuff. Is is there a way to uh, kind of do that um, for for those types of kind of traditional school systems? Right. So uh, yeah, it would be elements of that. And uh, right now, I'm still experimenting. There's obviously going to be technology involved, and it's going to make it personal, right? So it's going to make uh, what you learn different mm-hmm. from me, even though we may be the same age or different ages yeah. or whatever. Uh, it's based on uh, in, in consulting, we call it like your maturity, <laughs> yeah. uh, which has less to do about your your age versus where you are on this the spectrum. And the, the thing learning is, curve. You, you might not want to be a five, right? A five, uh, out of five, you might only want to be a three because there are certain things where it, the, the focus is less about um, these certain things, right? And everyone, if, if you look at like kind of the strengths model uh, or whatever, everyone is, is good at, at, at something. Yeah. And it's a matter of, in my opinion, doubling down on what you're good at instead of making you kind of a well-rounded person. Um, my, my view is that becoming a well-rounded person is like the fastest track to mediocrity <laughs> because you're just kind of uh, average at everything. Uh, but if you are really good at something and then, tangentially you kind of are good at those other things then that's usually the the, the person that, that, that you want right like you, you're not uh going and say can you give me the most average doctor that, that you that you yeah. can find right no <laughs> give, me, give me the best doctor yeah. in whatever specialization they have right um so uh that, that's kind of the, the model it would be kind of that mastery learning piece uh, putting kind of those foundational skills and, and changing that, that flip classroom plus that, that 20 hours. Right. Um, they have concept of like skills trees and all that sort of stuff that I'm still piecing together and, and figuring mm-hmm. out. Um, and then it'll be more foundational. So the stuff that I uh, focus on are soft skills. So things like learning to learn, right? Yeah. Like why aren't they talking about memory techniques, right? The Greeks knew them long before and uh, we, we all have uh, good memories it's yeah. just a matter of whether it's a trained memory or an untrained memory so why wouldn't you teach a uh, grade 12 a grade 6 uh, a grade 1 a kindergarten how to do these things uh, how their their mind works and now you'll have to do it differently for a kindergarten yeah. versus grade 12 uh, but it'll be elements of that like emotional intelligence effective communication right that sort of thing confidence uh, self-awareness right. let's start with that and then teach them like uh, one plus one, uh, reading, writing, arithmetic, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and and, and uh, that builds on, on much stronger foundations, right? So yeah, uh, not exactly a, a, a exact answer because I don't really have the answer, but it'll be elements of that. So I'm right now I'm kind of piecing them together. Uh, and my first uh, foray into that is that, that Youth Success Academy that I'm creating and it'll constantly build and evolve. And uh, yeah, we'll... we'll We'll see what it is. Uh, come back to me in, in a year, in five years, and I'm sure it'll change by then. But. I'm I'm so excited to hear that because it's something I myself have been working on within my own head, trying to piece those things together. You talked about uh, some of some really interesting stuff like teaching um, um, how to build emotional intelligence, social intelligence, how to build, um, you know, having a growth mindset. Those kind of like soft skills or like what I call them as like your non-cognitive skills. Um, as they're learning how to learn as the foundation and then teach them uh, one plus one and then arithmetic and all those kind of stuff. That's definitely uh, something that I, I have, I have the same uh, um, uh, alignment in a way you can say I'm aligned with that sort of like a future of what schools and, or, or the education system should look like. And I think when you do have that uh, full framework, Luki, I think that will be a great time for you to come back 
and share with us uh, what that really looks like. No, thank you for sharing that, and thank you for sharing so many great insights. Um, I, I'm, I learned a lot. I, I really think I did learn a lot from you, Luki. So thank you so much, and I really hope people who are watching this particular episode, you guys also got um, you got a chance to understand, uh, um, you know, Luki's secret of how he's approaching his greatness like everyone has that top level tier of how they define success and greatness you've now got an insight of how luki is approaching um uh, that roadmap right so luki thank you so much for coming once again and um, um, hopefully you and i we stay in touch and chat soon what you just learned has given you new knowledge, but knowledge is not power. It is potential power. It only becomes power when you activate your learning. I invite you to leave a review with your learnings from this episode. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your favorite social media channel with your feedback, comments, questions, and learnings. And tag me at I am Omar Padri. Because when you synthesize your learning by writing them down, you transport them from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode to learn better and grow faster.